Coronavirus-free Matt Chamberlain. How you doing, Matt? I mean, as far as I know, I haven't got tested. But, <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not going to touch the mic tonight, though, all right? I'm not going to be a pull a Rudy Gobert. Uh, I mean, at this point, whatever. Like, just whatever. What happens, happens. Because, you know, basketball's canceled, so... The NBA is suspended. That's the lead story. I mean, literally, it's like we sat down to record this, and then Shams is like, no. here, here's a juicy bit of a news to talk on and legit like we had a nice little outline we're gonna talk about the nets and kenny atkinson and trades for the nets and that just got all thrown out the window jimmy butler kind of going in on brett brown no no thanks i mean we'll we'll mention it in a bit but that that what (laughs) (laughs) it's just this is the bill simmons i think kind of just put it perfectly that this is the wild like craziest night in the nba yeah, I mean this is this is completely something else. This is I mean there's literally than, no precedent right now. There's this is more than the NBA, absolutely. Well, I'm going to skip the intro because like, I don't know, whatever. Follow us on social media. You get the point. Re- review us on podcasts. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. the home quarantine and everything though, might get some more listens. Some yeah, more I mean so like we have sitting s- around. we are at episode 65 now, so we yeah. have 64 other episodes you can listen to. There you go. 64 hours at least. Um, yeah oh minimum <laughs> and and we are we are we take long in the first part of the podcast <laughs> so it, it's endless entertainment for yourself quarantine rudy gobert he probably doesn't want to listen to this probably not we haven't been very kind to the jazz that's true we have we have been questioning the jazz a lot on this podcast nba news the like we said the most breaking of breaking news happened right before we were about to record this the NBA is suspending its season. Right be- earlier tonight, right before we started recording, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz were about to play a game, and I had it on. Yeah, I was sitting you're, down to eat dinner, TV? and I see a tweet like the like Thunder Jazz game like is not starting. It should be tipped by now. It's not tipping. The, the players have gone back to the locker room, and then all of a sudden the game's getting postponed, and no one knows why. Everyone knows why, but no one's like knows knows why. It hasn't been confirmed. Other NBA games are going on, and then uh, it comes out that a Utah Jazz player, <coughs> Rudy Gobert, has been uh, positively tested for the coronavirus, and players are now in Oklahoma City being quarantined. Yeah, but hey, according to the PA announcer, we are all safe, Ryan. That's like. If like if you were to catch like the Golden State kill- serial killer, and he was like, "Yeah, don't look in my trunk," <laughs> like everything's fine. It's like oh. no, I, like that doesn't that doesn't reassure me whatsoever. Like if you tell me everything is fine, I expect the opposite. Yeah, is that cynical? No, no, that's just how people work. That's common sense. Yeah, man, good thing they didn't let all those fans leave the arena. Oh, oh. wait, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Because you have nothing to worry about, folks. Well, I'm, I'm not saying you should panic and worry, but... Uh, reportedly, Rudy was never in the arena. Yeah. But he also touched all the microphones that the reporters who were in the arena had, had to touch. Has been interacting with all those players <laughs> on his team. Um, who were interacting with OKC Thunder players. Who were interacting with fans before the game. <laughs> and I don't know much about diseases, because I'm not a doctor. But I kind of get how... I'm going to take a, a stab bit. and say that a lot of other people have the coronavirus now yeah, because we of Ru- Rudy Gobert. It, it, literally, within the last five days, you can trace every NBA team to each other. Yeah, there's a connection. Them. Yep, just, you know, away games, team at team, and then all of a sudden, like, it's very, like, so easy. The yeah. teams travel every yeah. night, essentially every night or every other night. And you're saying every five days, like, the last five days. These dudes had this for at least a week or two, right? Possibly. I like mean, he, he could have gotten it at All-Star. Yeah. I mean, you go through the game, and then you go on your vacation for a week, and then you come back. I mean, come on, man. This, it's. I know Rudy Gobert is going to get a lot of blame like because of the ignorance he showed with the reporters a couple of days ago. And like there is blame to go with that level of ignorance and like just like lack of empathy. But sure. at the same time, you know, it's – 
he didn't like know no but it's like the ultimate case of karma yeah like it's tough because like you think you're gonna be fine like every player thought like super good shape super healthy and like it's kind of like a world away honestly like it feels like italy is not necessarily close to yeah. <laughs> to Oklahoma, uh, to like Utah or any of that, but like that stuff spreads so quickly as we're finding out, and the uh, coronavirus has spread a lot of places, and now the NBA has to spend its season. The concern is like, when is this going to come back? How does this affect salary cap? How does this affect the workers in the arena who yeah. are salary salary workers or not salary hourly workers? Excuse mm-hmm. me. Mark Cuban's reaction. <laughs> did you see this? Yes, I did. It, it was incredible. He saw it on his phone. Yeah. Just like, like sitting courtside. <laughs> freaked out. He's an owner. <laughs> and, and this is how he got the news? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Probably like, just a text. People were finding out from Woj's and Sham's Twitter accounts. I mean, literally all the players. Like, it, like reporters have come out and said, like, they've tried to contact the Lakers, like, uh, players and they're they're like we're not getting a response from the team yet. We're finding out on Twitter too. Devin Booker found out when he was like what live on Twitch. Live on Twitch, yeah. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like, and the Shams and Woj are dropping this before the NBA can get a statement out. This is crazy. Like, this has to be like a PR nightmare for the NBA. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's especially like, who, for the owners. Who let this out? Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Adam Silver is like someone's getting fired tonight. <laughs> but I'd feel bad because you'd be out of a job. But. At the same time, I'm like, this is nuts. This is nuts. Whoever the source is on this is... Oh, man. You better be all over, like, trying to get some hush money out of, like, Woj and stuff. Just to make sure they don't drop <laughs> your ESPN, name. ESPN, like, can yeah. you guarantee me a job at ESPN? ESPN? Yeah. Some director or analyst or something. <laughs> Columnist. Um, this is... I don't know how to wrap my head around... Not only one this disease, but how this affects the NBA, right? Yeah. Because like, what? How long does is this? Is the season just over? Period. Like, are they not going to yeah. play any more games? I, that could be a real possibility. At worst, no more regular season games. Yeah, and my thing to you during this whole spiel was like, let's say they come back mid-April when like the playoffs are supposed to be. Are they just going to go into the playoffs? Like, are they just going to say, well? We're just now playing the playoffs. That's how we're going to handle it. Basically, the lockout year, but in reverse. Yeah. Where they missed the first, you know, 20, 30 games. Now we're just missing the last 20 games. And, you know, season ends when it ends. And maybe, you know, it it does kind of not not blow over, but, you know, get contained or whatever phrase you want to put there. I don't know if contained's the best, but, you know. Um, and it's like, all right, playoff time. This, yep. is, this is about when the playoffs are scheduled to start, so we're just going to play. I, It's possible. Part of me is like, is the better option to then just pick back up the regular season? But as people have mentioned all over social media, some of these teams like don't have availability in July yeah. or June to be playing some of these games. Like There's a reason the season ends in mid-April, and then they you know have concerts and other events already scheduled. Like, What do you do about those? Do you prioritize it? Some teams could if the owner also owns the arena. Right. But for, you know, teams where it's like they actually don't own the arena, they just basically rent it out, what are you supposed to do? That's a great question. There's a, I don't think there's a clear answer for that now, and that's a big hurdle for the NBA is like, uh, like how do you decide who's going to play? Are certain teams going to get more home games because they're like, we can play the game actually at your place? I'm just making up a random example, but like if it was Milwaukee and the Lakers – having to play a game in LA it's like we're unavailable to do it on this date like we were supposed to Milwaukee'd be like hey we'll take an extra home game you can come here yeah. is, but is that quote unquote fair is that what the owner will owners agree yeah. to that will yeah. whatever you know and if you're this is slightly selfish but like Boston or Toronto you're like no you're not getting another game up on us or right. you know, maybe the Milwaukee example is not a good one because they have such a big lead but if it's Boston Boston be like, hey, we'll take the extra home game. You can come play here. We have nothing on that day. Toronto will be like, hell no. Yeah. You're not getting that extra game at home when we're in a playoff race. I think the ultimate test with this, this I think this would be awesome. If the NBA was like, yeah, we're just going to play the, re- the rest of the season out in Vegas. Summer League. Summer League it. Basically. I mean, Orlando Summer League, Vegas Summer League. And like, just like let, let it go. 
Because, yeah. like, I think that would be the best test of, like, could we put a team in Vegas? Yeah. Do one in Seattle? Do one in <laughs> Vegas? Do one in Kansas City? That would be amazing. It's, like, just, like, take all these test cities, quote-unquote, okay. and just, like, have games there. What? That would be cool. Right? It'd be like, um, you know, we're thinking of relocating Cleveland. How Could Cincinnati handle the Ohio yeah. fan base? Because Cleveland sucks. Um, <laughs> You know, or, or some of these uh, other ideas, like, and Texas has some places, like, could you play in Austin? Yeah. You know, there, there are options out there, actually. I I hope it doesn't come to all of this. Like, I know we're just kind of throwing crap at the wall right now, just, you know, because it's like this, like we said, it's so unprecedented. But the fact that there's, like, a hint of possibility of reality in these statements is probably all you need to know about how absurd the NBA feels right now. Yeah, like it's, I like the news. It's this is the, the craziest thing. It tops any free agency thing. Like it's just like I don't. There's not a time to compare this to. Like there's not. Like every time you refresh Twitter, there's a new statement from someone, or like you find out a new bit of news about how all of the NBA teams have essentially touched each other in the last thirty day or five days. Um, Ah, man, this is insane. Evan Fournier uh, on the phone with uh, Rudy Gobert is saying that Rudy Gobert's fine. Don't panic, everyone. I'm still panicking. <laughs> I don't know if I'm panicking. I'm, I am very worried for the NBA. And it's the point of, like, we had started, and we, I mean, this... One, this podcast is going to go all over the place. First of all, there there is not going to be a set order of like, wow, that was a really coherent thought, like in order. No. Um, but actually, you're saying about like the connectivity of like the last five days, like basically everyone's played everybody or you can connect them all. Like, again, that means every single person in the NBA, whether you're a player, a ref, a coach, a accountant, you got to be worried that you have the coronavirus, right? Like you've got to go get tested. Like, today tomorrow tonight so, like you gotta be driving to the hospital tonight. yes like because there's a very real possibility that literally every single player could have this because it's what we know is it's spreading through water droplets whether that's a sneeze a cough sweat this yep. is and w- what are we doing athletics yeah we are literally sweating for you know three straight hours for the sake of this product. And so it's like, okay, so every player and every coach, and then you walk into an arena, every janitor, every person who walks between floors, general manager, literally everybody. And that's probably the the part of all this is just how fast this thing can spread. Yeah. And just go from person to person to person. And even if it's not fatal. And that's a, the thing you probably need to think about too, is like, even if we're not talking about fatalities here, because right now, 96, 97% of cases in the United States and globally don't end in death. With coronavirus, right, right. even once you have a confirmed case, it's really just how fast it spreads, and then being able to get people into a hospital. There's only so much space, yeah, and get them the medicines they need to treat it. Yeah, I think like I was hearing something that like hospitals only have so much capacity. Like like you're saying, doctors, like, nurses. There's only so many of them, and we're at a shortage right now anyway. <laughs> like it's just the, like this is like the worst way to test the system, especially in the United States. Like this is going to be a nightmare. Like, this is just, like, hopefully, like, this is kind of a wake-up call for a lot of people, but it is insane how fast this thing is spreading. Like, wash your hands. Like, please, just wash your hands. Please. It's literally, like, all, like, the manners you were taught when you were six, just, like, on hyper display. And you're right, like, to a level, like, this really shouldn't be, or shouldn't have become the issue the way it did become an issue. Yeah. But, like... And you can even think like United States, there's international travel and all that. But like, again, I, I'm not trying to be political. I'm not trying to get so far deep into this thing because at the end of the day, this is a sports podcast. Like we, yeah. we do do sports for a reason because it's a getaway from all that. And basketball is amazing. Basketball is but, amazing. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we got this great game of international players and, you know, U S born players. And it's like, they're free to like go out and about as they will live their lives. And I have no idea. Like, for example, what Rudy Gobert did over the all-star break. Did he go back to France? Did I, like, I just don't know, but that's just an example where other players traveling, like we know players traveled all yeah. over yeah. Um, the world during the all-star break. Again, may have had no idea. 
like and maybe even at the time there weren't confirmed cases or it was told like this is not really an issue and maybe it's someone else's fault for not being more proactive and saying like oh no this is an issue like we're gonna try and get out in front of this i mean the nba did the best they could ish about trying to get out in front of this i think ish i think they kind of were behind the eight ball on this because like this was bound to happen it Right. You're, you're right. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not perfectly handled at all. Yeah. Like, by any stretch yeah, yeah. of the imagination. Uh, but at the same time, like, if you don't have people in your ear six weeks ago when the first confirmed case was in the United States saying, like, hey, we got to, like, get some stuff in line here, then is is it your fault for not listening to the advice that wasn't there? Right. I, but at the same time, you're right. Like, still, this is probably too late to be getting on, like, Like, having a conference call today. Yes. was too late yes you're right like even if the suspension today was fine getting on you know yeah call with all the owners and everything and figuring this out and it's like i and i haven't seen a lot of reporting on this but like you know how much the mb uh pa was involved in any of this like, like are any, pushing did they really it, yeah. get any player like feedback into this yeah because obviously like like tim McManaman reported like lakers can't get a team official on the phone to like talk to them about what the plan is going forward it's like okay does did lebron you know, not get a heads up from the league about any of this. Well, like that's the like what's going on here. Didn't LeBron like did this amazing season? Like there are some teams who had real momentum, and now like how do you handle as the NBA coming back from? It could be a two week break. It could be a month long break. It could be the season's just over, and like there's not gonna be a playoffs. Like it, right, that could be a possibility. Yeah, here. it has to be a real possibility. And in the record books for the rest of forever, then it's just it, no champion. Just, just blank. The Toronto ta- Raptors are back to back defending champs. <laughs> there you go, defending champs from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty one. That would be insane. That would be. Do you get another ring? I think you should. I think you should. Um, <laughs> or at least get some like uh, coronavirus ring or something like that says like undefeated. I survived. <laughs> I survived. Um, man, this is. This is nuts because it's like just uh I mean I keep saying unprecedented, but also just like the fact that the players don't know what's going on. Yeah. I think just speaks so much to like where we're at with this. Well, like internally they didn't have it's clear they didn't have a plan, right? Like they Oh no. Like it, all this stuff like I said, they were behind the eight ball. Like a week ago, the NBA should have had a pl- like a strategy saying like, all right, if we like, if we get to this time and a player has, like, word, like, they should have canceled, like, fans, like, a week ago, right? Probably. Because, I mean, the NBA knows, literally, fans travel from everywhere to watch their games. Yes. I mean, you see it all the time, like, the feel-good, cool stories about people traveling from Japan to come watch the Lakers. Or, you know, just random fan from Germany coming to States to watch Maxi Kleba. Like, because they're, you know, from Germany and all that. That's cool. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's, that's just normal. And, like, there's nothing wrong with those fans coming over, obviously. But, like, the fact that it's like, oh, wait, there's, like, a problem. Like, disease is an illness right now. Like, there's an international problem with yeah. this. It's not just contained to NBA United States. Like, like you said, like, there's, I've seen, been at Thunder Games where there's, like, people from Italy who have come all the way to Italy to watch the Thunder Game. Yeah, and Danilo like, Gallinari. Yeah, that, that's a, con- like, that's a thing. Yeah. That's just a thing. Like, the NBA is an international league. Yes. Like, they tout it. And, like, you have to be aware of that. And you have to know that, you, like, you have to have a strategy in place. You're definitely right about that. And and because, like, I really shouldn't be talking about, like, my real job. But, like, I can just, like, we've had, like, memos and not, like, hey, we've got ideas in place. we got plans in place for, like, pandemics. Like, it literally says yes. this. And it's like, okay, I do not work for an $8 billion company. Like, right. by any stretch of the imagination right, right now. Like, you would think like you got to protect your assets, yeah. Right at the at the very least, you got to protect your assets. And if the NBA has so hard pushed, this is a players' league. Yes, this is a players' league. It's yes. a players' league. They have invested in stars. I mean, even probably more than teams as of the last like ten years or so. Like because that's what people are captivated by. It's not by the the Celtics or the Lakers or the Warriors. It's Steph. It's LeBron. It's all yep. and exactly very clearly these guys are not like those guys are in the dark right now about what's going on or what will be going on from here on out. Like literally everyone's finding out on Twitter. 
Like, yeah. how is that okay? Yeah. I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. But how is that okay? Yeah, this, these are, like, their livelihoods at stake, right? Yes. And, and, like, not even the players' livelihoods. Like, the arena workers, the, the like, yeah. facility, like, the people who sell tickets out mm-hmm. in front of games. Like, this is a so, so much bigger thing than we talk about the NBA as a general. But, like, this is, like, this is going to hurt every single economy. Like, yeah. in, in these NBA cities, right? Like, Oklahoma City potentially lost out on millions and millions of dollars. Utah like has potentially lost out of millions, millions of dollars. And we're just talking about small markets. Like imagine like a Boston making yeah. it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, charging thousands upon thousands of dollars for tickets and think about all those restaurants. And you, I mean, we saw like all the stories, like for example, like the athletic did about Cleveland, like whenever yeah. LeBron was there and they're going to the, you know, East finals, you know, the finals, it's like their, their economy was literally never better. Yes, and then since he's left, it's like businesses dying out, going out of business. Like they can't afford the the like rent and all that. Like, and they're just gone. Yeah, and it's like, okay, now think about this from oh, it's not just because LeBron left; it's because there's no games. Yeah, like you don't even have Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, like think about if you're an arena worker. Like, do you have a job tomorrow? Like, are you? Do you? I mean, do you, Mark Cuban kind of brought this up? Like, we've got to do something to help these people out, right? Yeah. Like, we health insurance job. is a thing. Like, yeah. their lives were put at risk because Rudy Gobert played against someone who eventually played against someone else who played against someone else who probably high-fived someone. Yeah. And, I mean, it's that easy of a spread. So, it literally, even though it sounds borderline ridiculous, you have to treat it that seriously. Yes. And, like, that's just kind of the reality. And it's, there's a borderline just that there needs to be a level of acceptance. And that, like, that's just kind of the reality we're in right now. And, like, you just have to adapt to that and it may feel weird and suck and there's quarantines and you're like what does this even mean or look like and you don't know because okay uh, forget the nba for my literally what precedent do you have of this on any scale for like any reason like there's just not like i'm not gonna necessarily just throw around the word plague but like you know this stuff you you read about in history books right when you were growing up like no one's lived through this right right it's like what is this is basically like the dust bowl in Oklahoma of people like it was Dallas because of financials and just ruined agriculture and everything. But I mean, people couldn't do anything. Right. Literally, you, like you were just kind of stuck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, like what literally is this like the closest thing to it? Like, but like, that's just the fact of the matter of like, just like, this is so stupid. Like how bad this is or could be. Maybe yeah. that's more than could I, be. I think we're past the could be part though. Right. If, if we're just talking about like outbreak, then yes. I mean, talking about, fatalities then then no sure but, but if you're just talking about like the idea of something a disease a virus spreading from person to person to person then then yeah we're past could be i think also like it's just like i can't wrap my head around this like i can't have a coherent thought but like i like what what do you do like are you gonna quarantine all of those players like in the arena now like well, i'll say how, how are you getting you- these guys back to utah to see their families you, like for like example, you can't, right? I, I don't know. I, I mean, you got to think like someone's private jet something can get players from point A to point B. But like, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's part of the problem. It's not that I don't know because who cares if I know or not. I don't know if the Jazz know. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's the point. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's the best point is like there was from like our perspective – the NBA did not have an emergency plan for this. No. So, like, if whoever is stuck in Toronto, how are we getting them back to their home? Yeah. And quarantined. And, like, safe. Well, that's the thing. And it, people probably would have been very suspicious if you have just been like, hey, Toronto's not making the flight out to place tonight. Denver's not making the flight down to Dallas tonight. People would like, what's going on? But wouldn't you rather have said, everyone go home? Yes. Or, that that th- should have been and, it. And then... We're going to make an announcement that we are temporarily suspending this season until further notice due to the coronavirus, and we're going to get all of our players tested. Yes. It should have been the first thing this morning. Yeah. If if you were concerned enough to get on the phone with literally every single owner and the entire board of governors, then you should have had the wherewithal to be like, oh, we shouldn't have people like our employees on trips. Yes. Like this is what all the universities and schools are doing. Like we are not sending our staff our students to new Study york abroad, to whatever. italy yeah to egypt right now we're pulling them back if we can 
But if we can't, we are not letting anyone else go anywhere right now. Yes. This is literally what every smart university in the world is doing right now. Yep. And the NBA, again, an $8 billion company, did not. Yeah. Like, they, like when state universities are quicker to act than you, that's not a good sign. Like, community colleges are. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's boring. Like, hell. And I get it. There's, like, big, like we talked about, there's bigger, there's bigger things at stake. Then, yeah like there's the economies what we just talked about but like you said this is a this is a player focused league and you risk every single player by not making a decision you know what by just letting it ride you know what should have been the biggest hint march madness ncaa said no fans because we got to limit this as much as possible the ncaa screws everything up <laughs> okay they give zero cares about their players and their assets and they were like we need to do something that should have been the primary hint to the nba of you know what no this is not enough because the ncaa never does enough the ncaa never covers itself all the way the ncaa never gets it right they never go far enough they never do the right thing so you that should have been your clue you know what oh shoot it's it's like when you see like the one kid in class doing something wrong and you're just, or like they're like oh what, what are they doing over there you should not go like do the same thing as them <laughs> right you should be like oh i need to like the complete opposite or take this like one complete step further like of doing something else right now and that's what the nba should have done they're like oh mark emmert made a statement about this well mark emmert's an idiot so we are gonna go cancel everything you went halfway we're gonna we're gonna cancel everything because we care about our players you don't <laughs> The NCAA just full take there is amazing. Like they they just Mark Emmer, come on the pod, come defend yourself. <laughs> you can't. Did the did the NCAA try to spend the coronavirus first? <laughs> Order an eleven thousand dollar fine against it. CC James they have Wiseman. to pay back everything that they the coronavirus has to pay back to the NCAA for all the missed revenue. Oh my gosh, like. Okay, some somewhat seriously though, um, who's paying for these college kids to go get tested? Though, right? Like crickets. Are, are, no one. Is the university paying for it? Can the university do that? Maybe, maybe the boosters can actually show up and pay for this. I would say, <laughs> Ole Miss is like, see, we were just ahead of our time. <laughs> um, <laughs> is every is every returning player going to get suspended because they got a, a handout for getting? So the NCAA is going to be suspended for two uh, postseason and the entire next season because there's no players available. <laughs> All the incoming freshmen can play. <laughs> Oh my God. That's it. <laughs> that's going to happen. Right. <laughs> like, that's a, that's just a thing now. Oh, that, that would be wild. Hey, Cade Cunningham, going to dominate everyone then. So, National Gatorade Player of the Year. Legit question. I know this isn't NBA related. It's kind of NBA related. March Madness has to get canceled now, right? Like yeah. They're, like, they're not going to. Like, that, Fred Hoiberg was freaking coaching. This, this dude was probably taped to his chair to just sit up. Like, it, it's ridiculous how bad he looked and he's being like taken to the hospital now but he coached yeah he touched he his there. players he touched yeah, his of course he did coaches. Of course he shook hands with the refs and the coach before the game i'm sure because that's just how what you do like right like th this is the thing talk to media media talking to the other team this this is just a thing right we, we just have to kind of understand this or like what about like you know just cleaning up the media room in a stadium like you know janitors went in there and probably cleaned it up already yeah because the media already ate and you don't eat after the game you eat before the game so like all those people went and touched stuff and they go to touch what again this is just how it works this is just kind of what you've got to understand like this is how this thing works like it's it's crazy that, like one he went coach but like two like no one stepped in and be like hey this is probably not a good idea right like i know like you're trying to make the ncla tournament and all that and but you probably won't because you're nebraska but like <laughs> come on man like, think about this. Like, think about more than yourself. Like, it was selfish, right? Yeah. I to mean, an extent. Like, I get I get the heart behind it. Like, he wanted, he wanted to be there for his players. He wants to coach. He wants to push. But... But at the same time, like, they had already... The Big Ten, the Big 12, like, made an announcement um, earlier this evening that they were, like, going to be given, uh, like, 125 tickets out to both teams. And it's just for, like, players to, like, give to, like, guests. Like, family. Right? So it's like, even that's probably was still it's probably too, too much. It's yeah, too risky because you have no idea where those people are. Like you can't right. monitor those people. Right. Like even you know even within a team, you could say like, okay, we know where these players are. 
yeah. we know what they're doing we know who they're interacting with blah 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 and you could even make a halfway decent case not a good one but a decent case like why that should still be okay enough but again like the idea of but we didn't do anything for the last however long when yeah. we could have like is the problem yeah I, and, I think that's the thing is that we, as a collective we didn't take this seriously enough oh yeah like, i know i didn't right like right and that's just like literally just about every person like but that's and, every yeah that's everyone's mindset yeah because like you don't actually expect it to be a thing yeah. when really it should have been like oh there are like literally tens of thousands of confirmed cases in asia and europe like literally just china and italy right now tens of thousands of confirmed cases so like yeah yeah we probably should take it more seriously and like i know like there's funny memes about like people buying all the toilet paper and it's like why are you buying toilet paper but like you know the 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 point being more like even so like we weren't looking at the right things we weren't doing the right things very seriously it's like are people just washing their hands like regularly for the first time now god which is like kind of a joke kind of not a joke like wash your hands please i said it before but wash your hands uh i'm gonna read a tweet here really quick from tim mcban mcbanahan is that how you say it yeah I did. I totally butchered that. Anyway, Mark Cuban says the NBA has told teams that they can continue to practice. He adds that players have been told they should not have visitors from out of town. So let's get this straight. You're wanting the teams to practice still? What the hell? <laughs> Why? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're, we're already sick, so it's fine. Let's just spread. Like, are they going to quarantine themselves in the... Pra- like, this is my biggest issue. With I sleep it. at the gym. No rest. <laughs> Uh, 4 a.m. Kobe. 100. 100 emoji. Uh, like, seriously. Yeah. Like, the NBA clearly has not thought this through. Oh, no. Like, they don't get it. And, like, the fact that they don't have emergency plan in place is, like, the biggest, the craziest thing to me right now. Like, how do you just not, how do you just not, like, have a plan for this? Like, you knew this was going to be a thing, right? You had to. I I think that's probably what's ultimately going to fall back the most on the NBA is just not having this in place. And it, I don't think that's an Adam Silver like specific problem because really they there should have been policies and procedures and plans in place for whether you coronavirus or whatever else could have popped up over the last 30 years right why why was there seemingly i don't know who knows maybe we're wrong and the planet's just a bad plan but that there was nothing in place like and just and then it's just insert name here or right. insert specifics here now yeah like why why does it seem that there was just no big idea and that's probably just like what's going to fall back most on adam silver and the league and the and the owners the owners have to take responsibility for it because they say the owners run the league adam silver works for the owners yes like that point has to be clearly communicated like we can crap on the nba and somewhat deservedly so and adam silver and just being the head of it the commissioner has to take some of that blame but at the end of the day this is an owner's thing like they run this league there is no nba without you know you know jay like all the owners saying like i want to have a team in the nba because they could in theory join a different team or a different league Right, you know, they they could do something ridiculous like that, or they could have over the last forty years, you know, after the merger, like anyone could have left. Right, but at the same time, like th- these are the people, and it's like mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. I know the values of these teams have skyrocketed in the last like what ten years. Yeah, what, like, since the Clippers were sold. Yeah, like, was it 14? like Joe Lacob like bought the Warriors for what was it like fifty million or something? And now they're worth like close to a billion or over a billion. Yeah. It's just like, or like 500 million is what you want. Something like that. Ridiculous. And it's like the net profit on this is is ridiculous. It's insane. And it's like, again, if you run any multi-million dollar company, let alone multi-billion dollar company, just that one organization has to have a plan in place. Yes. Let alone the fact that there's 30 of you collectively together in a league, whatever you want to call it for other businesses, that's not a league whatever phrase there you you got at least someone one team one organization have something in place for something like this you if think, you're a coast if you're a port city if you're a coastal city come on if you're in new york oh the the um woge bit 
whenever um from like six seven hours ago we're recording this at like 10 p.m central time on wednesday whereas like all owners voted to have either fanless games or suspended season except for one the new york knicks said keep going until further notice from the government is amazing in the worst way possible like how stupid do you have to be? Like I know James Dolan's stupid, but like how how like thoughtless do you have to be? He's to, like, like say that until my leader Donald Trump tells me differently, <laughs> I'm not changing what I'm doing because go Knicks. This is like he's he's the type of guy who's like, you know what? I'm gonna keep playing basketball by myself, and I'm gonna get the Knicks a championship. Fine, I'll get out there. Like that's incredible. What an idiot. James Dolan's an idiot. Oh, this 100%. is our oh this is our we should have like a segment or like music for this. This is our <laughs> weekly crap on the New York Knicks. This is like how Bill Simmons always references the Harden trade. Yes, this is our thing. <laughs> always comes back around to it. Um yeah, this is we're this is our thing now. Just crapping on the Knicks. I mean it's pretty fun. It uh, is one, a lot of fun. It's fun anyway, but being a Celtics fan it just kind of <laughs> exponentially goes up from here. It's funny because, like, the Thunder have had more success in a decade than the Knicks have had, like, in almost its entire run as a franchise. <laughs> say it again. Um, <laughs> Should I say it for the people louder in the back? <laughs> all the way in New York. <laughs> so they can hear it in their quarantined houses. All the way. Man, like, probably it's just, I know it's a joke. And, like, we're trying to keep this decently lighthearted because, like, it's basketball. But at the same time, like, just, like, that kind of ignorance. Is exactly yeah. what we're talking about, though. Yes. That that is the epitome of what we're saying. Of like, you you still don't take this seriously, right? Like, and I know that yeah. was, you know, a few hours ago, not right now. But why should what what's happened in the last six hours besides us finally getting a confirmed case in the NBA? Whenever again, we should have known there there were cases in the NBA, just no one had got confirmed yet. Two weeks ago, yes. you know. It, yeah. it took someone being confirmed for us to take this seriously. Like, literally, James Dolan this morning did not take it seriously. I mean, that's unfair to call it James Dolan, but, like... No, you know, no, it's no. fair. When you, when you have the track record you have, it's fair to call you out on this kind of stuff. Just... The Knicks are probably going to get on first take tomorrow. Like, we should... Like, run a statement. We should be playing games. Like, Knicks PR is going to tweet out tomorrow. The Knicks... No, they're going to put out a statement that's dumb as hell. <laughs> The Knicks believe that the NBA should not have canceled, and we should. We respectfully playing. disagree. We're on, a, we're on a winning streak right now. We finally beat the Hawks. We're <laughs> able to do that, so we want to keep this momentum going. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Seriously, screw the Knicks. Anyways, do we have anything? We have gone on for like 38 minutes on this coronavirus thing. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about Kenny Atkinson for the last like 20 minutes? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that and then the Jimmy Butler bit a little bit. Okay. So moving moving on the to the maybe the craziest bit of second craziest bit of NBA news this week, which it's insane that this is even in the same week. Kenny um, Atkinson and the Nets mutually agree to part ways. Um So that's of. like your ex <laughs> and you saying like, Yeah, we it was a mutual breakup. It's never a mutual no, no, breakup. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's never a mutual breakup. Oh, my God, Matt. The Nets were destroyed. Uh, I'm going to read some of this athletic story from Shams um, because I think there's some nice little nuggets we could talk about. You ready for this, Matt? Let's go. This is amazing, this article. Okay, so I'm going to read bits and pieces here, so stick with me. <clears throat> so this uh, this after the Nets lose to Memphis... <clears throat> By 39 points at home. Oh, oof. Atkinson walked into the postgame locker room, sat down in a chair, and told his players and staff, it's time to air out their grievances. Uh, he goes on. The Nets held a spirited team meeting, according to sources, starting with several veterans exp- expressing they wanted to see Spencer Dinwiddie play like the player they know, and later with the room uh, calling out Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan. Then perhaps the most critical thing of all happened. Sources say... Uh, Durant chimed in, pointing out the Nets must prove their habits, improve their habits, and that they were not building the proper culture traits necessary for a title contender. Uh, 
it, further in the article, Durant and Irving never connected with Atkinson, and there was a growing belief that they did not have interest in playing for him when his te- when this team is whole again next season, sources told The Athletic. Oof. It was not limited to just Durant Irving, though. Several other players are also said to have begun disconnecting with Atkinson. Last little bit I'll read here. To be clear, a directive from Irving or Durant was not given to fire Atkinson. Marks in the front office, uh, marks in the front office, are leaders of the franchise. Do you believe any of that, Matt? Um, like, what do you? What's your takeaway from those little bets there? This is the way you publicly announced that Kyrie Irving got his coach fired. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like th- th- this. That's all that is. Yeah. Right. That. That's all. That's so. It. It's interesting but, that you have to. It's like what I was saying earlier. When the PA announcer says everything is fine, it's you are, clearly you are not, not in fine. danger. We are safe. No, it, no, you're not. Who, who are you fooling here? When you have to clarify that Durant or Irving did not give a directive, right? Like, then you know what that means? They wrote it down on a napkin and slid it across the desk. <laughs> they pulled the LeBron in Miami and went to Pat Riley and asked, "Have you ever thought about coaching? <laughs> have you have you ever thought about getting someone else's coach here?" Or have you ever had a dream about what it'd be like to have Ty Lue as our head coach? Yeah, so I've heard Ty Lue is this great coach. What the hell has this guy done? Like, I mean, has he done anything since getting stepped over by Iverson? Like, (laughs) I mean, he got, he helped LeBron come back from 3-1, right? Like, he coached that team. LeBron did that himself. That's a good point. Um, I'm going to read a couple more sections here, and then we'll be done uh, with reading stuff from The Athletic. During the blowout loss to Memphis, Jordan had, DeAndre Jordan had verbally expressed his frustrations to Atkinson and the coaching staff about the team's rotation, encapsulating the season-long tension that evolved from the head coach uh, bringing Jordan off the bench, as sources said. Um, essentially, in that paragraph, it says that uh, Ak- or DeAndre Jordan was upset when Jared Allen was named the starting center for the season. We talked about this when they signed DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan should not be the starting center for the Brooklyn Nets. Jared Allen is the better player. DeAndre Jordan is worth a minimum, maybe a taxpayer mid-level contract in the NBA. That's like $4.5 million. Yes. Like max. And he's making four-year, $40 million to be part of this Nets team. Because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted him to. Legit question. Would you rather have Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan? Dwight Howard. And he's on a minimum contract. Yes. Yeah. I mean, very seriously, you could run through a list of NBA centers, and I would pick a minimum of 30 before I got to DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> and, like, centers are getting, like, quote-unquote phased out. And, but, like, DeAndre Jordan's, like, the antithesis, like, of, like, what you want in a center nowadays. Right? Like, like do- doesn't really play defense anymore. No! He's, like, he's tall. He's long. He'll get rebounds, but he doesn't jump for block shots. Yeah, he, does, he will not get off the ground. Like, and that's just—I mean, he's you know like seven foot, seven one with a ridiculous wingspan. So like, there's no—he doesn't have to jump. And okay, sounds like an old backup center who kind of just shouldn't know positioning and kind of just make plays in the limited fifteen minutes a game he has. Sounds like a great role for him. Sounds like he wants to play thirty minutes a game and be a starter on a playoff team. If you're Jerry Allen, what do you do? I'm asking for a trade. Do you ask for a trade? Oh, yeah. Just him, Karis, Dinwiddie, just walk up to the office right now and ask for a trade. You I mean, on, immediately. You do the, hey, Sean, uh, Sean Marks, we got to talk because I want out. Because I want out. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> like Y'all are trash. Like, the Nets... Are- I don't know, like, how what you were expecting from the season, right? Like, Kyrie has played in 20 games. Yeah, and you could not have foreseen that coming in unless you've looked at his medical history for the last four years. <laughs> but other than that, it, I mean, you had decent expectations for this season, right? <laughs> um, like, what do you expect Spencer Denwitty to... Like, this is exactly what happened to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum last year, and Terry Rozier even, to an extent. Yes. Like... Every other night, Kyrie Irving would play. The team's uh, like chemistry was like screwed up. Oh, Jason Tatum literally has told Jackie McMullen like he was more friends with like Irving and like 
Mook Morris last year, but those guys literally created a divide in the locker room. Yes. Like that is like that is a thing. Yeah. This is not just like media just kind of spec. That is a thing. Like Jackie McMullen has said that on the record. Like we we just have to accept this, right? Yep. That Kyrie Irving is just like he's not a good dude to have in your locker room. He is an incredible basketball player. And I'm sure maybe as a as a person away from basketball, he might be a very nice guy. Yeah. Might be a very good friend. Him and KD can go out and have drinks together. Have some nice wine. Go talk about how the earth is flat. Exactly. But if you're bringing him into a locker room of 15 players and saying, we need you to be a leader on this team, guide these young guys, and be able to be a, a leader by example, following this coach and this plan we have for this organization, he is the exact opposite of what you want. Yes. So you brought in a center who can't play according to what basketball kind of is. You have a guy who you're paying a max contract to that is maybe the worst leader in the NBA. And you brought in a guy who is literally going to be hurt this entire year. And, I mean, we hope he's going to be back next year. I, You know, there's hopeful videos of him practicing, you know, by himself. But who knows what that looks like in a game, yep. you know, and let alone, like, is he at a risk for re-injury? We've seen this all boogie cousin stuff, like... You have yeah. no idea what this guy's going to look like. So, bad move. Probably bad move. Potentially bad move. It was... And it cost you about mm, $75 million this year and for the next three years each. So, I've seen this like argument made on Twitter that these guys didn't go to Brooklyn because of the culture. No, of course they didn't. I get that. But that's what made the Nets good. Good, right? That's, that it made Joe Harris look like a really good basketball player. Partially, it's because he is a really good basketball player. That's but, what D'Angelo Russell, how he got to an All Star game last. Exactly, year. it made Dinwiddie, you know, get a new like what four year extension yeah. for like you know like forty eight million dollars or something like a, a nice contract. Yes, it you know at the same time like Harris got a nice contract extension out of this. Like Jared Allen probably should be getting a nice contract extension. Out of this, I mean, maybe it's a blessing in disguise that he wasn't on one or didn't get one because now he can kind of, honestly, he can reject his qualifying offer. Yeah, he can be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. Don't don't bother. Exactly. Um, and he could be a RFA and or he could accept the qualifying offer and then be an unrestricted free agent next year as um, soon as that's available. So, like, he kind of has some options since he didn't uh, get an extension. And kudos to him, by the way, for handling this like a professional. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, hasn't really come out with any stories about him like being displeased or throwing them under the bus probably he knows he's the odd man out here yeah like, he's got to know it so if anything he's probably just keeping his mouth shut in terms of like to the public but then internally like i gotta be asking to get a trade and hopefully if you handle this thing with like grace and dignity like they'll send you somewhere that like is good for you right you know hopefully they're not going to ship you to like atlanta who's just collecting centers right now and you're <laughs> sick behind clint capella yeah like hopefully they do you a little better than that but at the same time it's like Oh, it's hard to trade Jared Allen because he's on a minimum, like a, a rookie deal. Like for a quality player. Like yeah. you want a quality player back, back, but you can't really get, like unless you do a sign and trade, but the market is kind of capped yeah. out because there were so many free agents this past yeah. summer. Yeah, and who's trading you like a young-ish player that like the Nets would want because the Nets don't want young players. Or, they want championship. Yeah. They, want, they want to build for now. You know, it's like if they could just find like a veteran-ish or at least a guy in his like later 20s on like a smaller reasonable deal that could give them like good wing minutes. Someone like Joe Harris would be really great oh, for this oh, team. I thought you were talking about Spencer Denwood. <laughs> oh my God. I, they have two guys <laughs> on the roster already. Man, um, I'm sure that would be helpful. So, or it's maybe just, Ron, uh, keeping Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Jefferson. Not giving up on that um, so early on. Or, you know, maybe making some moves in free agency besides just chasing big stars. Like filling out your bench or something. I mean, so your GM, Kyrie okay. and Kevin Durant say like I'm coming. I want we want to come to your team. Can you say no to that? I mean, I know KD was involved, but Danny H told Kyrie to go, go ahead Brox. and go. Yeah, pack up. See you later. I mean, Danny Ainge chose Brad Stevens, the culture they'd built, the young guys they had, and maybe Brad Stevens is better than Kenny Atkinson. Maybe Boston's culture was better than Brooklyn's culture. Maybe Tatum and Brown are better than, you know, Lavert and Dinwiddie and Allen and all that. But at the same time, they chose those ideas over 
Kyrie Irving. And maybe you can say like Kyrie left. Maybe, but you know, Boston actively apparently was not like, look, I'm like really looking for him to come back. Yeah. Either they're like, it's fine if you walk. You wanna come? Fine, here's your deal. But I mean like it didn't seem like Boston was gonna give him the max. I don't think so. So like maybe that's it. If you want the max, then go ahead. If you want a you know, a high number, but like you know, four for a hundred, sure, you can come back for that. But obviously that's, that's not, not- Obviously, Kyrie. that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not what Kyrie wants. So it's like, it really was, it, it was a pity. Here's your contract offer. Oh, you don't want to? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh sad. Um, yeah, like, I mean, uh, you bring in Kevin Durant, and you're like, okay, I, I get that maybe. Then, and even if I'm just random teammate, not Boston, just random teammate. <sighs> but then you got the injury, and, and these guys are already in their late 20s, early 30s. Durant's like, in his 30s now. Yeah, like you gotta think about like the viability of this going forward. DeAndre Jordan, I wouldn't have touched. Well, I, I would. That, I if that, he would have walked him out, I would have kicked him out. That would have been concerning for me, right? Yeah, is like four for forty. We want Durant, Irving, and also DeAndre Jordan. It's like mm, uh, no, thank you. Like you yeah. can't, like you can't take on that contract. You can't. And, and like, look, guys, if you can talk to him and get him to take a four for 20. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll bring him in. But if he wants more than that, we, we don't have it on the books. We're not going to pay him. Yeah. Because we want to pay Jared Allen. Yeah. Who should be getting paid, by the way. And if they didn't like Jared Allen, we're looking to fill out this team more, not yeah. just DeAndre Jordan. You could like sell that even if you were like lying. You could at least sell it to him because yeah. they would have believed it. I mean, like ultimately... Irving and Durant are going to do what they want. Like, they're going to force their hand, like, the front office's hand and get, like, the players they want in there, right? Yeah. Like, we just talked about it. It's a player's league. Like, if Sean Marks told DeAndre Jordan to kick rocks, like, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are, like, both wearing Knicks uniforms, right? Yeah. What? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's that's the thing, man. I, I think you could have called their bluff, probably. They're like, yeah, I, fine, go to the next. I, I dare you. Go walk over to James Dolan's office, and I'll see you in a two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. I don't know. This net, I, I get play empowerment like, for, like, 100%, but on some level, like, wait, where's the negotiation here? Where's the, like... You got to say no, right? Yeah. To some things. And Danny Ainge has probably been... Uh, beat up a little bit for probably saying no too much. Like all these trade packages he could have, should have, would have done, but like never did with like the thousand draft picks he had and the Memphis pick and blah, 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 and Anthony Davis and, and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, sometimes like you got to say like, I ain't doing this or this is not good enough for me. Yeah. And like be like, we're not just going to give all the power to Kyrie Irving or, or whomever else it, it could be because the, the structure of the organization is not worth that. Yeah, and maybe that's it, is that there's really the player empowerment movement like lies with like two or three guys in the league. It should. It should only. like Again, and I'll, I'll get back on this soapbox of like, why should anyone besides LeBron and Giannis and, I mean, maybe a couple other dudes have a max contract? Like Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kawhi I'd be fine with. Um, KD, I could see. If KD didn't tear his Achilles, then yeah. Yeah. I would say yes. But, like, from a truly, like, who is the elite of the elite getting the highest possible contract? Like, you don't see businesses giving out the CEO's contract, you know, amount to the CFO. and Or, like, you know, some regional manager, right? Yeah, right. Like, David Walsh is not making the same as Michael Scott. We know that. Come on. Uh, uh, I mean, like, James Harden. You put James Harden in that category before we get yelled at by... I mean, I guess he won an MVP. Like... Can we? You are not eligible for this contract if you've never won the MVP. Ooh, <laughs> that's we, interesting. Can we do that? Can we get something in place to where teams stop giving thirty-five million dollars a year, forty million dollars a year, forty-five million dollars a year <coughs> to guys, <John> Wall. <laughs> to guys who have not made the playoffs, to oh. guys who have not oh. got past the first round or even the second round? Devin Booker would be only getting paid twenty million dollars forever. <laughs> Should he not be? And what has he done to help this team? Get to the playoffs. He hasn't played winning basketball whatsoever. Right. John Morant has got the Memphis Grizzlies into the playoffs right now. I, we always say if the season ended today, it might have just ended today. <laughs> um, he got Memphis in the playoffs. Literally, John Morant got the Memphis Grizzlies in the playoffs. I thought Memphis was going to win 14 games this year. And John Morant did that like in a month. 
right? Like this dude's incredible. And like Devin Booker's over here, like complaining about how like the Suns aren't putting him in a good position. Like, dude, like look at who's on your team this year. Like you, you've got stuff. You can say, like, oh, we were out DeAndre Ayton for twenty games. Well, the Grizzlies were out John Morant for like ten games, and Jaron Jackson Jr. were out some games. So like, okay, those are only two players they have. Yeah. And like they're still in this position. Maybe it's a you problem, Devin Booker. I don't mean to go in on Devin Booker, but you raise a good point of like, why should he be getting thirty million dollars a year? He what has he done? He shouldn't. Exactly. So, like, you know, there there are select guys who should be getting that contract, or at least something similar to it. Like you see, like Chris Paul balling out right now, but at the same time, it's like he's, he's not worth thirty five, thirty eight million dollars. No, his no, like going to be like forty one, like all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's not reasonable for him anymore. And you can argue like he's getting back paid for all the years he was getting underpaid, and all that kind of stuff. And you know the league financially is in a way different place now yeah. than it was 10 years ago. Sure. <laughs> Five years ago. Yeah. But I mean, I don't care. Sorry. Like, sorry, you, you were born five years too early. Blame your mom. Like <laughs> blame your dad. I, Pull out game week. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that, but like, it's the current climate. It is like everyone does not deserve a max contract. Tobias Harris does not deserve $30 million a year. Al Horford does not deserve $30 million a year. Woo! Get right. on. Preach. Uh, come on. Like, this, this is like, I'm reading out of Matthew right now. Like, <laughs> this is, this is, it's like a Christmas story. Everyone knows this. Um, the book of Matthew. <laughs> um, so, like, I, th- there's just a whole other problem there of, like, team building and, and, like, what are you trying to put together? Because at the end of the day, like, yes, we can talk about ball handling and scoring and, and how Jason Tatum can all of a sudden finish now. It's more about the people. Right, that's always going to be the bigger aspect of this. Right, like the, what? Have you listened to Book of Basketball by Bill? I've not yet. Okay, so like one of his first podcasts, uh, there's this book about the Detroit Pistons, the original Detroit Pistons, like Bad Boys and Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, and there was a quote from Isaiah Thomas in this book about the secret about basketball is not ba- it's not about basketball, it's about the chemistry within a locker room. That's right, hundred percent. I mean, very rarely are you going to have a dude like Jordan, like Kobe, like LeBron, who can just come in and they just, by pure talent alone, look like they could win every single basketball game. Mm -hmm. But with all those guys, it's you can always tell there's a reason they're winning four, five, six championships. It's because there's more to them than just basketball. It's elite skill, of course. You wouldn't be in the NBA if you didn't have elite skills. But it's about more than that. It always has been, and and it always will be. And Kyrie cannot figure that out. Kevin Durant, he, to a point, cannot figure that out. No, he can't. It took him going to Golden State where they had that. And Steph ruined, had that. He kind of ruined it. He did. No, he no he, he did ruin it. Like Steve Kerr talked about it in one of his podcast. Like he was on a podcast and he was like, I've like definitely toward that second in the second half of the season, like I felt Durant getting disconnected. Yeah, and like. Like that's an issue. Like you can't like just like whimsically do whatever you want. Yeah. Like this is a like team sport. Exactly. And like, it's like you have to move as a unit. And you asked me like if Kyrie and Katie came to your office and said we won't play for you, would you tell them no? I mean, uh, no, but it didn't sound like Steve Kerr was too broken up about Kevin Durant leaving either. Was that it doesn't sound like Brad Stevens was too broken up about Kyrie Irving leaving. What does that tell you? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like of course you're a good basketball player. Of course there's only a few guys in the world who can do what you do on a basketball court. But at the end of the day, I mean, Nets were winning with nobodies. Quote, unquote, nobodies. They're NBA players. But in comparison to these guys, they're, that's their level. And yet this year, I mean, where are they at? It, like, Because you spent $75 million of your salary cap on three guys that either can't play or, or they can't play well. Like, think about this. Like, if you go to work... And you dread working with someone every day. Like, what? what's it, What's that going to do to your performance? Like, you're going to check out yeah. mentally, and you're going to barely want to be there. Yeah. You got a boss that you don't like, or, or someone that you got to work with that you don't respect, and it's make your life harder, because they don't do their paperwork right. Yeah. They never, like, file everything the way it's supposed to, or where it's supposed to. Like, it just makes your life harder. You can still do your job, but your life's hard. Sure. And it's harder than it needs to be, and then you're like, I'm going to find a different job. I'm going to yeah. work for a different company. Yeah. Who will respect me, who will put me with people who where I can succeed more, and I'll just be happier. Even if I'm making the same, or heck, less. Yeah. At least at least I enjoy what I'm having to do. Basketball, you should just enjoy it because you're getting to play basketball for a living. But on some level, you're like, it kind of sucks to be around players who 
don't like work well with others who don't care who yeah. just don't care about that stuff and i think it was kind of telling wrapping this back around to the like kenny atkinson is like how a lot of his former players were like how did this happen oh yeah damari carroll others coming out like this, this is a great happened. coach this is a literal great coach like we're talking about like the innovation that he was giving this nets team that again should not have made the playoffs last year no they um, really should not have and no. i mean from and a lot of stuff we're getting nick nurse credit for this year or eric spolster credit for like we're talking about like literally elite coaches here of nurse spolstra uh atkinson brad stevens was doing some of this last year like just kind of mixing and matching things and finding unusual things that'll work and literally pulling out everything in the book because they're doing whatever they can to win games and they are winning games yeah like that there's a certain level of credit that has to come with that and like he had earned that respect like this dude's gonna get a job like if he wants it like the bulls need to call him immediately the bulls should hire this dude on the spot yeah. like yeah. They, it, like it should just be a thing it, oh 100 yeah and so it's like them oh, then the knicks would should should love to have kenny Atkins. they're not gonna hire him but, but they should they, they, they should. should the bulls and the knicks should be blowing this guy's phone up yeah. every single day uh I honestly, I like Ryan Saunders, but if Minnesota Gerson Rosas is like, maybe this isn't the direction we need to go in, you you need to go get Kenny Atkins. You need some structure there for Carl Anthony Towns yep. and D'Angelo Russell. Yep. And you would already know D'Angelo Russell. Yep. Like that would actually be a great idea. But like, there's just some teams that, like they, they need something like that. The Kings want another head coach. <laughs> hey, you know, at this rate, you're going about one a year. So go, go get him. I mean... Like, if I were front office, like, this guy's got to be one of the first people hired. Like, yes. just straight up. Like, this isn't even, like, a question. And, like, the fact that the Nets were willing... Like, there was a lot of narrative around, like, oh, can Kenny Atkinson, like, actually, like, win, like, big playoff games? And, like, can can he get this team? How would we know? Because he was given not a lot last year. He got him to the playoffs, at least. And, like, looked competitive. And this year, almost look what he's given. Pretty much gave the Sixers a run for the money last yes. year. Um, they were like one shot away from tying that series 2-2. And instead, yeah. it didn't go in and it was 3-1. Um, I I think this is a bet. This is what the Nets were yeah. in the past 10 years. This is the Nets trading for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Yeah. And trading their future away. This reminds me of that kind of move. Like a knee-jerk reaction. Oh, we need to do this right now. This yeah. isn't the Nets of the last couple of years who have been shrewd, smart, yeah. have made picks, smart picks, um, cultivated guys out of the second round. That's just not not who I thought the Nets were. But I guess culture is just a thing of... I not mean, everyone can be the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Even if you want... Or the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's just a lot harder than it looks. And people just probably don't realize it's exactly that I'd say it's so how much you have to invest in the people and like the the idea of this community you're gonna build up, this organization you're gonna build up. It's not just about the basketball court. Yep. If it if it was, then the league would look so much different. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron would have won every title. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because like, he's literally like the best has been the basketball's best basketball player out there for the last decade. And I mean, honestly, if they wanted to, maybe they should have done more to just give him the ball. Honestly, but like the fact of the matter is like lebron on some level you, you need teammates you yep. need teammates to perform i mean and just look he got del vadova <laughs> to the championship right he got i mean you want to talk about castaways you got like the cast outs of the cast outs of the cast outs on that Cavs team that year and still got it done i was re-watching i started re-watching last night i think i'm gonna finish watching tonight is his 51 point game performance mm. And you know what happened? Chemistry wasn't there. So they ended up not being on the same page in the last play. And J.R. Smith kind of just holds the ball as time expires. Ridiculous. Just. And then they end up getting swept. Anyways, enough about Kenny Atkinson and culture and the Nets, how they're going to probably not be as good as everyone thinks next year because that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy Butler goes off on Philly. This is really just like a news point at this point. We're yeah. over an hour into this, so um, yeah, the Ringer put out a podcast that's worth, I think, the JJ Reddick podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so go listen to that because, uh, my God, that is some entertaining content. It, it literally incredible. Uh, this is this is amazing. Other Sixers news that might not be as big 
as it was this morning. Ben Simmons' back issues is going to be reevaluated in three weeks. Yeah. Because he's not getting better. He has nerve damage, whatever's going on here. And I, like it's like it doesn't really hurt. But like it's causing him enough discomfort to like he's not practicing. He's not playing. So Well no no one's playing now. Well, Matt. Come I know, on. but they're like they they asked him, Are you gonna be ready in time for the playoffs? And this was before the announcement of the league suspension it's and like, all that. Don't, and don't he, have the timeline. Yeah. Um and he's like, I have no idea. Like he literally had no idea. And it's like in theory the season was supposed to end like the second week of April. Yep. So like in a month. And are you gonna be ready in a month? I have absolutely no idea. Because he, you know, in theory, he's, like, feeling okay, but they are not letting him play basketball. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, is it going to be any different in a month? He, like, he's like, I don't know. I have no idea what my body is doing right now. Like, how concerning is that for Philly? I mean, pretty pretty concerning. Uh, that whole, like, Embiid-Simmons thing we talked about last week, the injuries and the significance of it. I think the Simmons thing is going to be a big deal, especially if the league comes back right as the playoffs are supposed to be get, beginning. And if he's not a hundred percent, then that's going to be a big issue for Philly. Mm-hmm. Like this is literally going to, I think these last 24 hours is going to change the trajectory of the 76ers for the next six years. Probably. Cause I mean, it's really finding out like, what is this team? What What is this team made of? What can this team do? Cause Jimmy Butler hits on a lot of points in that little podcast of like last year, no one knew who was in charge, who was the leader, who listens to who. And I mean, it's just like, it seems amplified this year. Yep. Who, who's leading, who, who's guiding Philly, who's getting them to where they need to be. I, I, that's not Simmons. It's not Embiid. It ain't Brett Brown. Tobias Harris. Not Tobias Harris. It's, it's not, not Al Horford. Hey, Shake Milton. He's a good player. He's a good player. He needs to get more more minutes. He's getting all the minutes right now. Well, not any Again. zero minutes because, you know, the league's suspended. The league is suspended, Matt. What are we supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with my nights off? Watch spring training? Are you kidding me? Hell no. Um, Man, like, can we just put on, like, reruns? I think of, like, I'm just going to go back and watch finals now. Yeah. That would be crazy. Uh, anyway, last bit of news, and then I guess we're going to end the podcast because I'm tired and tomorrow has to happen. <laughs> uh, DeMar DeRozan plans to opt out of his contract if there is no extension. So he's opting out of his contract? Most likely. Whew. And that's like the least bit of interesting Who news cares? today. Who cares at all? Uh, so there's that. Matt, do you want to add anything? I know we've gone on for quite some time now. How is the NCAA still not canceled March Madness? <laughs> How is this still a thing? <clears throat> it's 11 p.m. <throat> Central Time. <clears throat> Let me make this very clear. The NCAA is a scam. <laughs> there you go. I think that's the perfect end point right there. Thank you so much for listening to episode 65. I guess if there's not NBA, I don't know how we're going to continue to podcast. If there's no games, yeah. I don't know when the next time we'll release a podcast i guess hopefully next week yeah if there's like updates and maybe the game i'll say you know, do we want to talk about the draft like potential are we just gonna are, like is our game getting the off season mode restart in a week like who knows we have no 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 idea. if only there was a plan in place for this yeah that would be a that'd be smart or something you know now nah, we'll get to it tomorrow. You know, that's probably how the NBA thought about it. Anyways, I'm going to stop, stop rambling now. Uh, see you back in episode 66, whenever that is. Yeah.